Well, Universe, I do believe I've made it clear what sort of mood I'm in after my channeling of a lead singer in a, what, synth, heavy metal, prog rock band from 1981. No, 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 no. I do not sing. I don't know why I even uh, went into the musical realm. Uh, it's not uh, a place of comfort. So the fact that uh, you'd have to get all the way to the end of this thing to endure it, well, sucks to be you if you go there. I've warned you. It, it is not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. But lots of things in life aren't worth it, right? And yet, still, somehow, we develop some level of anticipation for them. We figure out a way to think, yeah, yeah, no, I guess I am kind of into that thing of which I am mustering up some call of concern and care because I'm still not sure I give a shit, but yeah, sure, I can play along with the crowd. What are we talking about? Table manners? No, see there, there I actually am a prick. Like, full on. Um, for what reason? I don't know. I guess being hammered into the good-mannered nature of obedient children who can pick which fork at which point in which meal to don for which plate of greens or soups or... Well, no, it wasn't quite like that. But there was a... <laughs> the expectation in my childhood across households. This isn't exclusive to the residents what is see uh, French but in looking back on certain ways that I am who I am because essentially I was forced there table manners is one that certainly qualifies because people who choose to eat in a less rule-abiding manner are just as, I'm sure, nourished by the end of their experience. They are, in many ways, probably even more satisfied with the meal uh, than uh, my butter knife and, uh, and muscle fork can relate. But if you're not... Boy, I don't know. This is this is a ninety-three-seven, maybe. I mean, I am way in the. <gasps> do you know what you just did? Camp of table manners. Um, and I don't like being there. But I also don't like the idea of anarchy in table manners. <laughs> I don't just want to watch the open-mouthed dirty-handed, no-silverware, mac-and-cheese-eating companion at my dinner table. So again, like I said, I'm a dick, prick. I am an asshole in this regard. Because, believe it or not, 
there are people in the world for whom this sense of social grace doesn't exist. And, uh, <laughs> and so what? So what? How am I affected? By another person's demeanor as they consume the nourishment that we all need. Food. Why do I care? Even a nano percent. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But I do, but I do, but I do, but I do. Because, what? There's an expectation there of some level of social, hmm, hmm, hierarchy. It's the only word that fits. We do these things, why? Because by doing them, we signal to others who do them with us. We're superior. Okay. I, I buy that argument. I don't buy it. Hell, I steal it off the shelf. It's so overpriced. And yet, necessary. Like vanilla. That if you want to make a good cookie, suck it up. Buy good vanilla. But... When it comes to knowing table manners sit in that realm of things, I can't help being programmed to think, to believe, and to, in some soul level of regard, think lesser of those unwilling to at least attempt a genteel nature at the dinner table, one that is cognizant of companions who may be noshing aside thee. It's the do unto others. Now, I'm going to hold myself accountable right there because it's not as easy as that. I didn't walk to the first banquet table formal engagement of my life all prepared with 13 previous lifetimes knowledge of how and where to sit, what spoon means what, and especially what these what fingertip washing bowls, I mean, how far do we take this before we say, that's absurd. I will eat salad with a fork and not a spoon. Okay, you've convinced me. There's, there's utility even here in this little fork thing you've invented. But when it comes to how far will we take it, well, how about we take it to the point that nobody's offended because nobody's trying to tell anybody else how to eat. We're all just taking concern for other people's experience in the meal that it's pleasant. What happens from there? Well, I don't care if it's a full-on food fight of spitting pasta at each other faces from across the table. In fact, that would actually be pretty fun. As long as the whole group said, what the fuck, let's go for it. So again, I have to just say, sometimes 
the ways I'm trained to think, the ways I know I am 100% brainwashed into behaving, yet am uh, regrettably having a tough time saying I'm not that I don't want the standards and traditions as I find favor for them to stand as customs and appreciatives that we all aspire to incorporate. And, I mean, table manners is a weird one. Because culture to culture, country to country, region to region, there are subtle and vast differences in the way we approach both food prep, food consumption, and when food wants to text you a message. All those things under consideration. Again, I know I'm a chump here. I am as... (laughs) I'm not going to say white male American, because this is just... I'm as... Persnickety with my opinion in this regard as I think I can feel. And I know it. So, how do you change your ability to let go of brainwashing? Even brainwashing that means something to you or has come to, in some way, incorporate meaning in your life, like the respect shown at a dining table when people's manners are congruent. Maybe that's all it takes, right? That way, if you want to do the whole noodle-eating-spitting-food-fight thing, you just have to be congruent. Hmm, sure, live and let live and all that. I get it. But still, I wouldn't want to have been rudderless in the world of customary, functionary, presentable table manners. It, it, it isn't water that you don't eventually have to ride your way through, at least fluidly, unnoticed, if not with grace. At some point, you're going to sit down in a situation where food is consumed and something at stake is in play, and there can be no misgiving about how or why or what you are doing with your food. That cannot arrive. So the horror stories of people facing a situation of social custom to which they were not accustomed, those stories are some of the worst. I hate hearing them. For it's such made-up stress. It's such imposed, structural self-loathing. And it's incidental for the most part. And, all right, none of this did I (laughs) expect to talk about. Man, I was in such a goofy mood, and now it's like, oh, serious. Okay, but still... It's serious because that's my go-to remember 
you can be A, trained to think in ways that B, you think make you a more fulfilled person and C, give you the sort of uh, outreach to your fellow human that says, are you on this team too? Because I like people on this team more than I think I like people not on it. Because why? (sighs) Because of no valid reason whatsoever. Other than my own self-identified superiority of being in club, I know which, and I don't even know. Like, put me in a truly, a truly formal situation. Put me at the White House at an engagement dinner for the daughter of the president. And do you know who watches himself make the biggest ass of himself in terms of what custom he is completely unaware of? Me. I know my baseline is barbecues and <laughs> and brew houses. I know where I live comfortably, so I stay there. But I don't walk into a brew house looking forward to making sure I can manhandle the group assortment of nachos with filthy hands. To me, again, I know I've learned it to be this way, and yeah, you... But that's unhealthy, Nerd. You should feel offended by that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. The point is, it's a mannerism, it's a custom, it's a behavioral model that says, wash your hands because that's courteous for everybody else. Taking it to the health level, why am I even talking about this? I'm going to stop. Because even if that person isn't doing anything other than hogging the guacamole, Again, these are the kinds of (laughs) expectations at something as functional as group eating engagements that I am black and white. I'm, I'm in or out. I don't allow enough gray to be gentle to the world in this capacity. So, when sitting down with Lily for the first time, I realized I was literally facing that which could create the absolute most discomfort in the situation possible. I thought, (laughs) ah, my karma must suck. I mean, seriously, how bad can it be? Why are we spitting noodles at each other? I don't even understand this custom you're trying to create. Anyway, that opening to what I wanted to talk about should um, perhaps find its way to the cutting room floor. Let's face it. And I'm not going to necessarily follow up on that, though I am going to follow up on pausing and taking a beverage drink before this gets too far afoul. Yeah, synchronicity, bankronicity, and all that, but 50. guess who just showed up? 60, 70. <laughs> Lil, welcome to the show. 75. Um, your timing is perfect, I guess, because now we're going on official pause. Okay, universe. I, I like you again. I mean, I... <laughs> you've... you've shown me this week 
how much you care. And for that, I thank you, universe. Because sometimes I miss the signals you're giving me that you think I matter. And when you have days that push your boundary of ability to even exist, if you can't see those signals from the universe that your existence matters, then you can lose faith in yourself. Lose confidence in the purpose of all of this. How can any of this really matter if all I'm going to do is eventually recycle as atomic energy into the next flow of life that Earth wants to create? How can my zit of an existence how can that contribution matter? I can't conceive of an intelligent animal emerging with self-identity and respect for its place in the universe. I can't imagine that being going through life without wondering what does it all mean? It's, it's the fundamental question. Why am I here? What does it all mean? You don't get answers to either one unless you start asking questions in a way that leads you to those answers because it's experience of you and your reconciliation of those experiences with who you are that gives life purpose, that creates meaning in what can otherwise seem a meaningless world. And I don't know how you can tell someone else that that's how it works. Maybe that's the problem with every <laughs> prescriptive attempt at life guidance literature. It just isn't doable to be told how to create meaning in life. You just have to create it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Hey, buddy. What do you want? Sure, I'll tell you the meaning of life. You create your own meaning of life. Now what's your next question? Well, I think my favorite color is probably blue. No green! We're all filled with some level of uncertainty. And I mean filled with it. Because when we go tap that little tank of unsuredness. We're afraid to go too close to it for fear we'll fall in. It can consume you that none of this matters 
especially me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I fight that intuition daily. I have to. Because it's so easy to look around and see the senselessness, the purposelessness, our rudderless, directionless tack of civilizational progress. When I look at those reservoirs we seem to be contributing to versus those sources of energy from which we seem to be sucking dry, well, that transition of that exchange of that redirection of purpose, of energy's supportive foundational intent, that which we control. Well, I don't see anything of organization in that. It's all just jumbled. And it, it, it has never been this way for me. <clears throat> so, I gotta fix it, right? <laughs> it can't sit this way. It'd be like having a homework assignment that you're given in fourth grade for spelling that you turn back written in nothing but numbers. Uh, I don't know if you understood what I was asking on this assignment because it looks like you gave me back a list of people's phone numbers. And what we were looking for were correct spellings of these 30 words. <gasps> no, I did it right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think what you need to do is you need to redefine word and spell because I define them differently than you and I don't think you're respecting my redefinition of spelling words this way. Hmm. In a word to that concept of dissociation, I say, what, absurdity? Insanity? It's, it's so hard to believe that the numbers kid is the one who's got his head screwed on right because he's the only one seeing the truth in a situation where everybody else is saying, isn't this the answer you wanted? I thought it was. What was it? Oh, it's that? Okay, then that's what I meant to give you. Now, the one who will stand up and say, I did the assignment right. I don't think you understand how to interpret my answers. The one with enough self-confidence to say, I know you all believe this, but why do you think that? Because I think this way, so I believe this. 
And I believe this because of these reasons. <laughs> Not high enough. All right, take what? Four? Click. Hello, universe! Wait, what's my line? Hmm. <laughs> At this point, uh, even the genius improvisational skill of Ryan, whatever his name was, that guy was so superior on that show to everybody else. And he, uh, he never came off as, as, as knowing it, even though I know he knows it. Everyone knew it. And good for him. Because unlike my table manners, hmm, um, containment of opinion, I, um, I admire people who can demonstrate the value of humility and the loss of ego and self that is displayed in such activity. It's so rare that you see another person bowing in grace to a situation in which their ego and identity are clearly being favored. <laughs> That's maybe the rarest display of human goodness there is. I don't know if I've ever even displayed it in my life once. <laughs> Boy, there'd be a long road looking for a single blade of grass in a park filled with nothing but overgrown terrain. Hmm. No. Don't even beat yourself up about crap like that. You know, if you've never been humble or decent in your life, so what? Be humble and decent starting right now, and you're doing everything you can possibly do to fix that. And in reality, what else do you think there is to achieve some level of redemption in the effort you're giving down here? What, an angel going to show up? Give you some life tips that are going to just make it all make sense? You're going to get a check in the mail from Publishers Clearinghouse that says, we don't know who Ed McMahon is, but we do know that you just won $17 billion. Here's your check. Not delivered by Ed McMahon. It's ability to not think of yourself. Even in a moment where yourself is the point. If that's the level of achievement you somehow maintain from this point forward in life, 
Well, I'm not going to say we can understand all of our past misgivings, but we can make up for a lot of them by becoming the person we're most capable of being. So what holds us back? That guilt and shame and sense of I don't deserve it anyway. If I deserved it, I'd have already achieved it. So I must not deserve it. <laughs> Said every quitter. Every one of them. But then you say, but I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm not, qu I'm not quitting. I'm going to work tomorrow. Well, I mean, not tomorrow. It's Labor Day. But Tuesday, unless I call in sick, like half the office will. Yeah, you you definitely haven't quit. Your your commitment is unwavering. How proud we all are. <clears throat> I I'm either not high enough or too high. It's hard to say. But in stitching this one together, I've been on a I don't even know. I'm gonna take a guess. Let's say thirty nine hour pause. And I can figure it out specifically because I know when Lily walked in my back door on Friday and it is now Sunday, the 4th of September, the current time is 2.45 and I'm again going to explain the absolute worst feature I've ever had on a product ever. And I, I say this because I'm still stunned that I live with this deficiency given who I am. <laughs> but here's an example of a 100% correctable hurdle that my life throws at me unexpectedly. And it happens with enough regularity that there's no question the cause and effect have been identified and now I just live with it. And that is my stupid-ass alarm clock. And it, <laughs> it is on a, on a power outage. My alarm clock has res reserve um, has res a reserve battery that it will keep track of the date, the, I don't know, the all the information that ma that doesn't matter that other than the time and yet it will not keep track of the time outage here's what i mean when my alarm clock loses power it goes down it shuts out it doesn't show itself but it continues to track the date and time or something. The battery is active enough that it's retaining its, what, firmware information? I don't even know what. But whatever it is, the time adjustment comes back at the time it went off. Now, if this is an hour and a half, it matters not at all, because you realize your clock's off. If it's 11 minutes, or 14 minutes, or something stupidly small, where you could have even just been in the garage for an hour and come back and look at your clock and not realize that the power had gone out 
and it went out for 11 minutes, and now you look at your clock, you're 11 minutes behind. It's the dumbest feature on a clock imaginable. Because when I look at my clock currently, which I usually have set somewhere between 7 and 8 minutes ahead, it currently says 2.40. The time is actually 2.47. So my clock during today's 15-minute power outage, of which I was sleeping through, is now 7 minutes behind, not seven minutes, 8 minutes ahead. And I have shown up to events thinking I'm completely on time, 10 minutes behind, because my clock in my bedroom is wrong. So unless I confirm that by looking at a true time source, it misleads me all the time. And I've never corrected it. This has been an issue for, well, as long as I've lived in this house, so 15 years at least. (laughs) And this house used to experience regular power outages. This is how I discovered the flaw in the fucking alarm clock. And I'm not even going to mention who makes it. <laughs> because I respect the company. But it's it's a feature on a product that should never have been allowed through the testing process. It's impossible to imagine that you created a clock that is built to tell you an incorrect time without you knowing it. You have a product designed to give me confidence in my space-time reality that does exactly the opposite. It distorts it. And it takes my experience of the distortion to finally present to me that the problem isn't in fact me. The system I believe in is fucked up. There's a flaw. And now I must ferret that out. So maybe it took me four tries to figure out why I'm both to blame and feel duped and like a sucker all at the same time. I, I apologize. This is very much unknown nonsense for me. Meaning, I have no sense of what to... <laughs> I have no structure here of thought. I have no platform on which to say, okay, this is what we know so far, this is why this got to here, this is what we see here in terms of trends and expectations. Now, what does that mean for step two? Well, step two, blank. I got nothing. I don't... The... The 30-something, the between four and 400-hour pause that we are currently experiencing, or, excuse me, that I experienced to this point that I am now muddling my way through trying to understand why I have been paused for 30-something hours, probably. Besides, obviously, imbibing in the THC variety that exists 
today. Besides, note to self, that candy bar joke here is kind of funny. Insert. Um, I'm kidding, I don't edit this shit. Are you kidding me? But I do have a candy bar reference there that came to mind that was kind of funny. Not wanting to share that because I was trying to keep a serious thought serious before I got derailed and now I don't even really remember what I was talking about. Um, pausing this long hasn't been because I had dishes to do. For once, I don't. I don't even have a kitchen to paint because Lily painted my kitchen. Why? <laughs> Who knows? And while... Yes, the color scheme is terrible. Uh, it's her effort to show me that she's sorry. That uh, means I'm going to live with what I'll only call uh, <laughs> baby diaper brown. I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever. I can't think like that. Let's call it, uh, uh, what? Overcooked asparagus. Um, and yellow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, like every kitchen should. It looks great. Because what I actually see in it is I see someone reaching out to me specifically to let me know I mattered at some point enough that this is on the house I owe you this I hope this is something that makes you as happy as the times you've been there for me have made me and I'm not saying she said any of this stuff I don't even know if she's around Lily is my gnome she comes and goes without me even sometimes knowing she's in the house she scared the shit out of me multiple times <laughs> but uh it's it's usually finding out that she's destroyed my pressure cooker or she's somehow drilled a hole in my guitar or she's unstitched my favorite chair or whatever her forays into the universe, her investigations of what she finds confusing, well, oftentimes leads her to ruining my stuff. But I know she's not doing it intentionally. She didn't plan to ruin my guitar. It just happened. And I didn't plan to talk about table manners. None of that... Well, I can't say the concept because I have thought about why I'm persnickety when it comes to table manners with other people whose table manners are slightly ajar. But when facing someone whose table manners don't exist, it was an entirely new look at myself and what I think and why I think it. The most puzzling part of this journey I'm on right now 
is what the catalyst to sending me this direction was. I don't pretend to have intended to get here. I had given up on feelings like this even existing. I chased everything that I thought had mattered to me by going the wrong direction every time. Never once was I working with a tailwind. And much like biking to work, which I still don't understand how I can face a headwind every time I, I get on that bicycle to or from work. It's bizarre. And it's not the 16 mile an hour headwind I create for myself, so no. But that's fine. I'll face tailwinds or headwinds. Ha! Huh. I'll face whatever wind you want to send at me on my four or five. I'm going to figure that one out. Mile ride to work. Why? Because those are <clears throat> so much easier than dealing with the headwinds we create for ourselves. And if you can just remember that table manners don't exist, they were created. That any thought you have in your head that you believe with the entire vibration of your inner being is right, is right. It's that simple. We're built with that goosebump feely truth meter for ourselves. And when we're connected with ourselves directly, becomes a lie detector test for the universe. Because the universe doesn't tell lies. So when it hears them, it vibrates accordingly. And that vibrational energy brought out through our actions, whether they be direct, bold-faced lies or deception or ill intent, stepping on another to gain advantage for thyself, whatever, act like a chota, get a world full of chotas. It's just simple. Why else would you create a universe other than to create one that forces balance? You wouldn't. Otherwise, it would just implode or... What? Eventually disperse into a random nothingness of empty space? Isn't that where we're headed? Isn't that the point of all this? Or at least the one we're told? Yeah, that's comforting. Can I get a... No, I'm just going to take a blanket of... Yeah, eternal nothingness. Um, no, I won't need a pillow. That'll be fine. What is that? 44 kajillion, bazillion simoleons? Yeah, I've, I've got that on my, on my what's it card. Here, just run that through. <laughs> no, there's no comfort in that shit. And maybe that's what the pivot is from being a blessed, free-thinking being of graceful emergence within this human body.
Maybe that's what finally shocked me enough to ask, wait, why do I think that? Do I even believe that? Do I? Well, if you're going to turn into a kind, understanding, forgiving listener, directly sourced, or at least source-connected, source-believing? Uh, I'm not really sure what that would be. But I do think that's an important qualifier. And if you're going to be taking the path I took, the one that is the world-shattering, and it's not... That's not even hyperbole. That's not strong enough. But in that process, soul-revealing, which, again, that's not even strong enough. You can't go from not believing in souls to having yours revealed without the epiphany of they exist coming with it. So then you're going to deprogram and Mandela shift your universe all through what the facade of a conspiracy theorist that term is so meaningless I can't even spit it out of my mouth conspiracy theorist how about truth theorist how about truth demanding how about honorably facing how about able to stand up for my actions in all circumstances because I act with intent not with disruptive nature not with selfish mindset I don't act because this will work out for me regardless of what else it might do I'm not trying to be hypocritical and say I have never acted that way I have been filled with nothing but those actions I just know that those moments have never led to pride in who I am. And this version of me, the one that now knows Lily isn't back here because I hear her in my kitchen, this version of me is here with purpose. And now I'm starting to understand how I got here. And as much as I'm starting to understand that, I'm starting to believe. I need to share that with you. I do have a point. And I will take a long time getting there. Since I'm not even really sure what it is. But it matters. It matters just like you do. Hmm. Yeah. Universe. I'm in such a goofball mood. I can't decide if I should hit pause or pedal to the metal. Mm, how about restart?